Welcome to the Living It Up podcast. This episode is brought to you by B. Dratty, the leader in performance golf apparel. Ten years ago, B. Dratty started out on a mission to make superior performance golf polos. They traded shiny synthetic fabrics for soft organic Peruvian Pima cotton and kept the details clean and simple. Today, B. Dratty still makes the softest polos you'll ever wear as well as ridiculously comfortable quarter zips, shorts, t-shirts, and even boxers. Their colors and fabrics are all naturally aged by the salt of the ocean for that perfectly lived-in vibe. Head to bedratty.com and use code LIVINGITUP30 for 30% off your purchase. Thanks to our friends at Bedratty for their support of the Living It Up podcast. And this is the Living It Up podcast where we explore the changing landscape of competitive golf and we're going to go jumping straight into it. No ads, no intro. Billy, what just broke across to PGA Tour members? Yeah, the tour just held a the first of its kind from from what I've ever seen. You know, in the in the last twelve or, or thirteen years of being being a part of the organization, player conference call. So, um, you know, the uh, everybody by the time you hear this, you'll have seen the the press release that the. SSG strategic sports group has taken a minority investor stake in the PGA tour enterprises. That's officially the name. We've been speculating that that's going to be the name. We have a new entity, the PGA tour enterprises created. And, um, you know, basically Jay wanted to have people hear more color from him versus just the, you know, press release. I think wisely they've, they learned from June 6th. And, and how that all came out and they did not want to repeat. So they gave the players the opportunity to hear more color um, than, than just what was, it will be released uh, has been released in the, in the press release. So um, other than the press release, like we, we didn't, we didn't learn a ton. There's still a ton to be hashed out. And I think the, the, the highlights from the call were, a nod from Jay that it was a unanimous consent to this agreement. So the entire board, the entire all six player directors unanimously agreed um, to to this agreement. Um, and um, then he, you know, talked about a couple of other things. You had uh, John Henry from SSG speak. You had Sam Kennedy from Fen Fenway Sports Group speak, and you had Andy Cohen from Cohen Ventures speak. And um, then uh, you had Tiger Woods speak, and you had Peter Malnati speak. Uh, they they tried to have Jack Nicholas speak, uh, but the kind of the, they had some technical difficulties with getting uh, his his line unmuted or, or or whatever and then and then Jay Barb, Barb is this on Barb Barb out of wait it, it sounded like that was about to happen it didn't so we did not hear from Jack Nicholas although they 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 tried to tie him into it so I, I noticed in the the memo it says that the equity distribution will be based on and these are the criteria I think in order let me make sure I have it right um, the first one was career achievements, um, recent achievements, future participation and future participation and services and PD PGA tour membership status. 
So the fact that Jack is on this call first makes me wonder, oh, is Jack getting a piece of the pie? But it also very clearly, it tells me that Tiger is going to get a very big piece of this pie. Um, and while everyone's touting $900 million to be chopped up among the players, I have a hunch that waterfall is going to get real dry real fast once you get past 20 guys. Um, and the- and I, I think that's a fair concern. I, I don't know the answer to that. Um, it was uh, it was discussed as 930 million initially based on career recent performance and tour status that will vest over some period of time was not was not disclosed or 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 maybe not even decided. And then starting in 2025, there will be recurring grants in a $960 million pool. So I don't know how long that night that 600 million is supposed to last, but you got 900 million, 930 million coming in 60 days to to some number of players. I think I think the number is kind of uh, around uh, 180. Mm-hmm. I think it's the current more current um and, and then you're going to have 600 million how, how long does that last does that last for 10 years and so it's only 60 million a year i mean how how, do, how does that get divvied up all these are questions that we don't well, have answers to today. well i think that here's the first thing that players need to start googling furiously restricted stock unit because vesting means you're getting equity in some stock unit and so the first thing is when you're like we're gonna get 930 million in cash no one's getting cash no 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 this it's is, not cash no no no, yes. no, no. so this 930 million is funny money it is a That's right. it is a yeah. valuation and as someone who is sitting on pat perez money in <laughs> restricted stock units and you know equity in non-traded stocks um People are going to learn real, it's going to, I mean, the real question is how does this go from a equity stake to liquidity? And- correct. Correct. And so Jay mentioned that um, the tour was valued at 12.3 billion pre-money, you know, SSG is going to put in 1.5 today. Uh, so we're close to a $14 million valuation in PGA tour, PGA tour enterprises. Um you know, which which that actually has as many questions as answered in it, right? Yeah. What who are what the is rolled up into PGA in Tour yeah. enterprises that 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 leads to that valuation? Does the PGA Tour five hundred one c six organization hold any assets? You know, in in this new organization, you know, whatever. So, so yeah, you're gonna have a one point five billion dollar cash infusion, and then one point five approximately in equity from that fourteen billion. So it's you know, eleven percent of the organization given to given to players in 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 that way um but yeah no there's no right this is not a traded stock you can't convert it to liquidity tomorrow it vests over who knows how long and then you know how the question really is to to your point george is how do you how do you get it out and and i hope that that comes in some sort of rolling you know distribution right we're gonna we're gonna pay you you know let's just take like let's pretend Rory McIlroy gets $50 million of this in, in a, in an equity stake. Um, you know, that amounts to what 3% or, 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 you know, 0.3% of the organization. So, 
if that vests in five years or, or whatever, when Rory's done playing five or eight years from now, the tour buys those shares from him and gives them to younger players. That's kind of how I envisioned this from the start. I don't know that that's how it's going to happen. I'm making this up on the fly in a sense, but that's, that's the only way I see a path forward to, 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 to making there actually be a liquidity event on these, on these shares. And then the other piece that I'm just, you know, more than curious that will come out over the next really 12 to 24 months is okay. So, you know, SSG just put up a billion and a half with a commitment to another billion and a half if the, if the tour wants it. And so how are they going to make money? Where's, where's, where's their exit? You know, who, who's, who's, it's not going to become a publicly traded company. Who's where's, where's the exit for SSG? Well, I guess my question is why wouldn't, what would prevent the PGA tour enterprises from becoming publicly traded? It almost is like it has to. Yeah. I guess that's where it has to go. I think that, I just think that's a long stretch for the PGA tour players today. Right. And so it's a, you know, it's got a, I mean, maybe it's a five or 10 year journey to, to, to get to that place that, that then players are comfortable with it, but, but it's a, yeah, I but think that's how said, players have to start thinking. I, I was going to say, I think we've said from the jump, and I think, you know, Billy, you noted this really well, like the PGA Tour membership is getting a uh, a 100 level and they soon are going to get 200 and 300 level courses in board governance and how equity structures are, are actually built, what vesting means, like all the things that perhaps folks in the corporate world have become well-versed in and understand when they sign an employment contract, you know, what that might mean over a four or five year period. Uh, we're going to learn that. I, I, I think it, there's a lot more questions than answers. And as we've stated, there's a lot of you know things that'll get hashed out in the coming months, quarters, maybe over who exactly gets equity. What is that equity worth? How long do, does it take to vest? Is there a liquid market for it? Are there retained earnings that get you know dividended out uh, in, in the fullness of time? The big question for me, and I'm curious, Billy, if it came up in any sort of you know explicit way is that there was a note about, you know, regulatory issues prevent us from having, you know, a PIF be a part of it now. Is there any sense of, you know, timing involved in that? Is is there a sense of like, this is the first step as we've talked about, like, this is the order of operations to get the entity stood up and the equity sort of splits figured out until we get this additional infusion. And, and also you'd argue additional assets if in fact live comes as part of that package. This episode is brought to you by B. Dratty, the leader in performance golf apparel. Ten years ago, B. Dratty started out on a mission to make superior performance golf polos. They traded shiny synthetic fabrics for soft organic Peruvian Pima cotton and kept the details clean and simple. Today, B. Dratty still makes the softest polos you'll ever wear, as well as ridiculously comfortable quarter zips, shorts, t-shirts, and even boxers. Their colors and fabrics are all naturally aged by the salt of the ocean for that perfectly lived-in vibe. Head to bedratty.com and use code LIVINGITUP30 for 30% off your purchase. Thanks to our friends at Bedratty for their support of the Living It Up podcast. So it wasn't discussed in, in, in great detail. It was just noted by Jay that this has no impact with the ongoing discussions with PIF. Um, those discussions, according to Jay, are aquant, act, active and frequent. Um, and, you know, he noted that he was in uh, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia as part of the due diligence process uh, recently. And um, so that was the only that was the only note there. 
Um, you know, he, he did mention at the end of the call that we're, you know, 30 to 45 days from, you know, anything real um, um, coming up, you know, they've got SEC filings and all this stuff to get these equity grants and RSUs kind of, kind of issued and, and tangible. So that were, was kind of the timeline for that piece, which if, if that's got to take that long, then I think we've got to, you know, continue to push out what the PIF, when the PIF might join. And and I've, you know, said this only half in jest on Twitter, and I'm curious, Billy, what the banter has been like, you know, either in the room, if there was, a, you know, side chats going or, you know, post post that meeting, uh, you know, $700 million to the top 36 players is what Dan Rappaport is saying, 900 million split between 180-ish players total. One that seems like too narrow, and we've joked, like, if you're Adam Shank and you just happen to have a good year last year, God, is that going to be like the most amazing windfall for you just because you timed your peak, you know, really, really well? I, I, I'd be, you know, curious if this rewards past play as much as it will reward, you know, recent play as much as it will reward future play. And, and then the other funny thing that I quipped about is, you know, if you're John Rahm and you just signed what has been reported as a $550 million deal for X number of years, and Billy, you mentioned, you know, Roy McIlroy might end up with $50 million in non-liquid equity who, who who would you rather be right now in terms of uh you know the decision making that, that's happened over the last six months here's the thing I, one it, it's equity right so it's not as though they're getting cash so Correct. the the equity is as anyone who's been in in a startup knows you know like here is your basically you're going to get call it thousands of shares of pga tour enterprises that have a value the the upside is you know let's assume private equity tends to like to get double, triple, quadruple their initial investment. So whatever the valuation today is of that vesting equity, presumably it's worth more on the exit whenever that liquidity event happens. So effectively, these guys are getting founder stock in PGA Tour Enterprises, which could turn out to be very lucrative down the road. A couple of things these guys are going to have to figure out real fast is when these types of things happen, the the private equity initial investors, whether it be venture cap, whoever you want to call it, is they eat first. And so the the important thing to remember for these players is the the SSG guys have this money because they've done this in the past. They will eat first. This is going to be a waterfall out of of the money. The the other thing that I think is really interesting, and I've kind of been seeing it on Twitter, is the DP World Tour just got left out. Um, and those, I mean, if I'm a DP World Tour guy right now who was in a strategic alliance, we're going to protect you, this is what's best for you, to be literally told, we've got this pool of money for PGA Tour players, but not you, I mean, are we going to see a strike? Are we going to just see a flat out revolt over there? And, you know, I, I've speculated from the jump just because it's the financial issues over there, the, the whole deal, it's been ripe that basically, as I see it, the best path forward is going to be SSG partners with the PGA Tour. The When PIF comes in, 
they basically are going to take probably a similar position as SSG has taken in the DP World Tour. And it's all going to sit under one big umbrella, presumably, but you're going to see something over there. And if I'm the PIF, you know, with Liv, they got cash. Now, they also got equity in their teams, and I'm sure it's not all cash to them, but they they got cash up front on the table when they jumped. Um, and this is definitely not cash. If I'm if I'm Piff, I am working with the DP World Tour, and whatever I set up for them is going to be cash, some form of cash up front as well, because I think there's enough PGA Tour players with European ties that would strongly consider return. I mean, I don't want to read too much into it. Roy McIlroy has moved back and is now based out of London. Um, I would assume Matt Fitzpatrick, if if it was much more of an apples-to-apples apples economic decision for him, may be more DP-centric. Um, and, and a few other guys may do it as well. Who knows? But I, I just think that the, the DP World Tour is in a really interesting position because they basically just got left out of this and those players have to be furious. Well, I guess there's 10 of them that are current PGA Tour members by virtue of their play last year and, and kind of took that membership. I don't know if all 10 of them took up membership or not. I assume they all did. All 10 so, did. Turned out Adrian Moruff did and then signed but officially now, today. With, yeah, uh, with so, so, yeah. But, I mean, the, the bottom line here is, to me, that there um, there's a lot of – questions um you know everybody on the call was was very upbeat celebratory day you know momentous never done before in sports uh you know players as owners as equity shareholders you know of the organization um which is nothing that you wouldn't have expected from from kind of the 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 rollout of it um i i will note that uh the Fenway Sports Group representative Sam Kennedy made it a point to say your leadership is as strong as ever and that uh, Jay as commissioner has their their full support and backing. Um, so yeah, that was going to be my my next. So is is Jay going to be the CEO of this new enterprise? So, I mean, obviously that was the framework agreement. That's how it was set up. Um, the the board structure of the new organization is quite different than what the framework agreement said. Um, be a, initially a 13-person board, seven players, six of which are the uh, current player directors, one player to be named apparently. Four will be from the SSG, the Strategic Sports Group. One will be uh, the CEO and commissioner of PGA Tour Enterprises and PGA Tour. That's Jay's words. Jay did not say, I will have one seat as PGA Tour commissioner and CEO of PGA Tour Enterprises. He, he left it as the title of the position. And then one independent director from the PGA Tour policy board, also not named. So quite quite different than you know what was initially set up um, from a, a PIF PGA tour perspective. Now I do fully expect PIF to become a part of this, you know, to, to add Yasser as, as potentially chairman as previously negotiated. 
um, and then maybe a, a couple more independent directors in that way. So um, we'll, we'll we'll see where where that goes. Um, but it is the expectation. It was not stated, but it is the expectation that I have that that certainly initially. I mean, they, they're going to have the board and the opera. They call it the opera operationalizing of the PGA tour enterprises starting in, in 30 days. So, so certainly initially, I think Jay is the CEO of PGA tour enterprises and remains commissioner of the PGA tour. Operationalizing is such a great made up corporate word. It's fantastic. (laughs) They they probably paid McKenzie $25,000 just for that word. I'll I'll ask my brother if McKenzie got paid to come up with that. So, so we could probably, you know, as, as we've stated, there's a lot more questions than there are answers, a a big step, a momentous step, but a lot of stuff will be, uh, you know, will shake out in the days and weeks ahead. I, I was curious, you know, they, they noted that SSG, uh, closed on a major financial and strategic measurement of up to 3 billion and an initial 1.5 billion. I, I doubt they're waiting for uh Puxatani Phil to see his shadow. I, I would imagine they are waiting to see if what regulatory approval allows the PIF to co-invest and then the additional 1.5 would happen. Did that come up in any way, shape or form, Billy? It did not come up in, in what that meant. Um, the way it was glossed over led me to kind of think of it as like a revolver if they want to draw it down kind of if if the tour wants to draw it down if they find a strategic initiative hey we need 250 million to do x y or z and get this off the ground you know ssg uh wait 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 till the players learn about venture debt throw that in really happy about that i mean there's so much i i really want somebody to step up and like really pull back and say, what are the regulatory things that they're worried about here? Because I, everyone says it, but I, I, I don't I don't see... think they're worried about regulatory issues in this deal. I think the regulatory issues come when adding the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. I get that. I, but I, I still am like, PIF is, in, PIF is invested in a lot, a lot, a lot of things. So I'm very curious what what real hurdle they have and what, what prevents I think this them. removes the hurdle. My, my opinion is that this removes that hurdle. So the regulatory issues are simply paperwork, you know, filings, you know, issuing of restricted stock units, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And I think that this ultimately removes the hurdle. The Kingdom of Saudi Arabia is not creating a business in the United States. They're investing in a business, ongoing business that's they've done forever. That's that's how I think it's going to shake. Yeah. All right. That, That makes sense to me. Well, as, as we're fond of saying, we will see a momentous day, but a lot of uh, details left to be uh, figured out. Now we just need to see if Pebble Beach is going to get washed away with this, uh, what is it called, uh, George, on the West Coast? This river in the sky, river. atmospheric river. Yeah, so well, not we'll only washed it. away, did you see that um, Sunday is winds of 25 to 35? I mean, this is going to be a NASCAR race on an ice 50. rink. Yeah, I saw, I saw yeah. a gust of 50 for one so, of the Some days. are saying they need some zero restriction, which will be a great time for us now to plug plug the ad since we didn't have one at the top. Uh, go go get your zero restriction. Check out zerorestriction.com. Use code LIVINGITUP30 for 30% off your purchase there and also for our friends at BDRATI. Boys, this was a fun one, and uh, we will see how it all shakes out. See you, boys. Thanks for listening to the Living It Up podcast. Follow us on the Twitters at Living It Up Pod. See you there.